Welcome to Do It For The Gram and Enneagram podcast with your host, certified Enneagram coach Milton Stewart, where we do it for the Enneagram, not Instagram. We make moves to improve our lives and those in our community. This is closing out the series on being, and I guess that's being seen, being safe, and being heard. Uh, this episode is about being safe for the five, sixes, and sevens. One thing that is very important for every single type is being safe, being heard, being seen. Every single type, no matter what, uh, needs these things. Every single human needs these things if they're going to show up completely, holistically to a place in all their full humanity, right? Because if you don't, then you don't, you know, you get part of a person. And I'm, I know too well about that because I've been showing up parts of me for a long time and I'm constantly working on showing up more and more of me, right? So, this episode is is very important as now we're talking about the five, six, and seven. And being safe, which every type needs to be, obviously, every person needs to be, but the personality structure in that person, it hits home much deeper, uh, more foundationally for five, six, and sevens because of their primary emotion. The primary emotion of the five, sixes, and sevens, aka the thinking center, is fear, right? It's fear. So the five, six, and sevens are mentally trying to prepare for something in the future. It's trying to be safe in some way. And and it does that in a degree by overthinking to a degree, right? Over overly relying on the thinking center, right? As the all all in all, if I if I can think about or think through it, then I'm safe. Right or <laughs> to a degree, or I'm okay. So, before I jump into talking about the specific types, on um, you know what helps them to be safe um, and what helps them to feel secure, uh, so that they can show up fully, I would just want to give a quick story to illustrate a little bit of the importance of this, and like kind of like a scenario snippet of like when I work with groups and people. So, there was a head type that thought they only operated on logic at work. So expressing true feelings felt dumb, soft, or weak. Whenever a coworker would get overly emotional about something, it would seem like eh, a waste of time to a degree. This head type found the coworkers they worked with quite frustrating because they didn't seem to operate with any real sense of logic. In meetings, this head type found it hard to get across their ideas, so they eventually just kept most of their ideas to themselves and said something is wrong with these people. This head type also found it difficult to really connect with colleagues because very few of them actually seemed to match their logical approach to work and life to a degree. This led to quite a bit of frustration. Can't really share in meetings, can't really share to them outside of meetings, so it kind of felt very isolating. Even the first times they complain, it still didn't get a, a, a rousing connection where people were like really paying attention. And so this head type basically just kind of shut it down and just stayed to themselves a little bit more. So this story here is um, a type that quite a few head types can find themselves in, where they don't truly share what they're really thinking anymore, right? When the environment has become not safe or the feeling of not being safe for them to express their ideas and what they're thinking, 
then these types generally go into their whatever pattern specific that they do that can be unhealthy, they go into that, right? And so fives may isolate themselves more and just really not speak up. Sixes may become really unsure, right? Or a little bit aggressive. It might be both on the same day. Sevens may make things too jokey, may become a little bit too comical, trying to make things funny or light, or they may just fall in the background and not really share at all, okay? So when we're talking about feeling safe, when we're talking about being safe for head type specifically, and especially when it comes to fear, a lot of the fear, remember, the fear for the head types is connected to the mental center, right? And so fear, head types, disconnected, some, t- some way, somehow overly connected to thinking about what could happen, right? And how can I be prepared for it? So this is something that keeps sevens, um, uh, sixes and fives mentally kind of spiraling or using energy to figure out what could be next and how can they be ready for it mentally, right? And that's, yep, it's all three, not just sixes, all three. And so what happens here is that when they are in a space or a place where their ideas and their logic seems to not be able to come across so people don't understand it, they don't value it, what happens is now the fear of that puts them in an even deeper or not even deeper, but a uh, more accelerated thinking mode where now they have really probably left their bodies and their hearts and now they're just all in their brains. All in the brains, boom, boom, just processing, brain processing, right? But they've left the heart space and they left the body at the same time, okay? So they're, op- they're operating on just mental, egoic logic. <laughs> and so this can be a, a quite unhealthy space for all three of them because it puts them in places where they're not able to truly be able to connect um, and to move forward and be and truly be productive, right? Without some real frustration going on inside. So to give a little bit of impediments for the five, six, and seven and some practical tips, uh, we'll start with the type five. So for the type five, one of the biggest impediments, uh, egoic impediments to um, being safe for the type five is the fact that a lot of times the ego structure of the five doesn't allow them to truly connect with other people, right? I mean, they really got to feel like that person is worthy to a degree, right? But here's the thing when you don't connect with other people, you don't build up enough rapport, you don't build up enough cachet, I guess they say, uh, to a degree with people to where you can know if you trust them or not, right? Or where the environment where you've created some safety because you have connected enough with them. And so the ego of the five, an impediment, of it being able to isolate, uh, being able to be more stuck in logic uh, more than anything and not actually connect from the heart space and sometimes even like moving their physical bodies into the space with other people, it actually pushes them away from being able to create safety, right? Because safety, the environment is important for safety, but it's also a thing at times that we co-create, right? So sometimes the mind, right? 
does this for the five, where it says, I already know what that person's going to do. I already know what person's going to think. I know what they're going to say already because I know the pattern of what they did in the past. So I'm not going to ask them anything. or I'm not going to say this. So I'm not going to share that. All these things. So the ability of the five ego not to share, right, to come to a conclusion without actually trying to experiment again, it puts them in a place where they don't feel safe to share their real ideas or to share them real selves. And so fives really have to be careful. So some of the work of being safe for the five is to actually do the thing they want to do most, right? Connect with other people. (laughs) Um, But one of the things is to share a little bit more. So it can be very fearful for fives to share themselves because sometimes there's a fear that someone may weaponize something you share. You know what I'm saying? With others. But fives have to remember, naturally, the ego is not going to share a lot. So one thing, you're probably not going to share a lot. But what things can you share that would actually help to make a connection with someone else? Because that connection, and you're usually good at sensing people, right? Their intentions and things. But be careful because the assumptive nature of the ego can put people in a box where you're like, I don't trust that person, right? (laughs) What can you share that will make a connection that actually makes it a little bit safer for you to show up more fully, right? What is something that you can share about yourself that will help to make the space a little bit more safe, right? Because you have a part in making it safer for you to be able to show up fully, right? It's not just everybody that's supposed to do it, do that thing, and then all of a sudden you show up and like, okay, these people, right? The world don't work like that, and we and we're not. Everybody's not head types when you enter the space, right? So, you know, you you need, you need to be able to connect a little bit more because that'll warm up the heart a little bit, allows you to connect a little bit more. Um, and when you connect with people, that's who you feel safer with, right? So that's the trickiest thing. It's like it's like saying I'm not going to be uh, safe in this situation. I don't trust these people, but you've never met them. You know, you 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 truly have not a- actually met them, right? And so you automatically, I don't trust these people. Like, but you don't even know them though. Like maybe a little bit, but you don't really know them. You you haven't tried. So part of the thing that helps with that is just share a little bit more. And I know that, that that may not be the advice that fives wanted to hear, but uh it works. <laughs> um so if you do want to show more often, fully human, embodied in your space as a five in different places, share a little bit more. Because help comes from sharing a little bit more. Healing comes from sharing a little bit more as well with different people. And obviously people you trust, but even giving the people you don't 100% trust just a little bit more, just a little bit. Something that ain't too private, but it's it's something, right? Because you could build a connection, okay? So, so that is something that's very important um, because that would actually lessen your frustration as well if you learn how to do that. And I know it may seem counterintuitive if you've already thought through it. You're like, I already know. Like, no, it actually, it actually can. There are some people who are just frustrating. Don't get me wrong. I, yeah, I know that. And you know how to be careful and aware and around them and how to be boundary. That's not the problem. But it's all the other people that you don't do it with, right, who aren't in that category of like, yeah, that's not going to work with this person, Right. Being able to share and connect more with them, very important. Type six. One of the things about um, the type six, and I'll probably break down a, a little bit of the subtypes, at least sexual, a little bit on this one, because I think it's important. Um, six, sixes can show up very differently uh, for a multitude of reasons um, that all of you who are listening who are sixes, you already know that. But one of the biggest impediments to 
uh, Sixers feeling safe is just it's just a lack of trust, um, lack of trust in themselves, and the lack of trust in other people. It, it's it's both and. And one of the biggest parts of not trusting yourself is trusting your decision that you came out to, right? Not listening to your your gut when it's telling you the right answer, but your head, your brain is creating dualistic or is coming up with fear-based scenarios to try to fix them or try to correct them, right? And so not being able to trust your own gut or your own mind is one of the biggest impediments to actually feeling safe because the gut, your gut uh, intelligence gives a lot of groundedness and it has a lot of great information uh, and it's solid information. The, the gut is not shaky. The brain is shaky. And it's, it's kind of actually shaky for everybody to a degree because it's basing things off of on, like partial information for the most part. So, I mean, people don't usually recognize that. Sixes brains obviously recognize it the most that like, I think I have partial information. And I'm trying to come to a conclusion. What the world? But a lot of times your gut knows about these day-to-day decisions, right? And it's work for the six to be able to listen to their gut to be like, okay, what decision would be best next? But it is a way that actually provides quite a bit of safety, right? If you just look at the difference between how an eight operates in the world compared to a six naturally, an eight is rarely indecisive, right? And that's because their intelligence that they're using is based on in the gut. And so if you can learn to work on accessing your gut and listening to it and then acting on it, and I would say acting swiftly to a degree for the social and the self-prayers, wait a minute, sexual sixes, if you can act on it more quickly, it's going to be very helpful to help you feel more safe in situations, right? It's going to help you fill out people a little bit better because the mind can catch a lot of different things. Don't get me wrong. The mind... And the brain uh, can catch some things about people, right? But the gut, a lot of times, can bring you more of the truth of the situation. Not needing every ounce of information to make a great decision, but the truth. Because the gut is intelligence is reading energy, right? It's reading energy of a situation or something that should happen. Not just, you know, questions like the brain likes to do the question. The brain has all these questions, right? The gut don't have all these questions like that, right? It's just trying to sense into what's going on or what should be done. And then it's moving forward. It wants to move forward on it. So that's one of the biggest things for sixes to do to actually feel safe. In this situation, along with that, we talk about sexual sixes, a little bit different, no doubt, Definitely head types, definitely in their heads, um, and sometimes moving too fast, right? Sometimes the rebellious nature moves too fast. So for the sexual six, the practical tip is to slow down a little bit, still listen to the gut. But for you, I would encourage you to probably make a little bit more contact with whatever is driving the impulsiveness. So what, and it's usually some part of fear of something. I would say make a little bit of contact with that and slow down a little bit compared to the self-president of social who need to speed up in decision-making and slow down a little bit on some of those decisions so that you can make a decision that actually is safe for you and those around you. Because sometimes the, the sexual six personality, it does things so impulsively and so strong that it creates an environment for themselves that isn't safe. And maybe other people by something that they said that was so strong and it was just raw and it was out there, 
And so really be careful around that, right? Because sometimes it's great when it's on, but when it's not, you know, you actually can create an unsafe environment by mistake, right? So very important to note uh, around the sixes, around being safe. Um, it's, it's about trusting that gut because that's going to allow you to make decisions by yourself, but it also allows you to feel people, right? The personality structure of the six can project on other people, as we know, and that can be unhealthy. Uh, to project on people, um, maybe what you feel, right? Like that person don't like me, but you don't like them, right? It's really you don't like them. You know, and, uh, I, different things like that, projecting stuff on people. So if you're in touch with your gut a little bit more, it's going to help to kind of work through some of that projecting and some of the ways that it creates distrust uh, in situations and other people. It's me again in another one of those funny commercials to remind you that the Kaizen Community Enneagram program is having open sessions. I do two cohorts a year. In this program, you will feel heard, seen, and connected. You will leave the program with way more knowledge, a deeper level of growth, and some lifelong friends. To sign up and learn more, go to kaizen-enneagram-community.mn.co or see the show notes or the Instagram bio link tree. All right, back to the episode. When it comes to the type seven, one of the biggest uh, impediments to being safe for the ego structure of the seven is the fact that they... <laughs> Sometimes I want to, I just want to go in on sevens because I am a seven, but <laughs> one, okay, being, being all over the place, a lot of times being scattered, uh, moving too fast. One of the things for sevens that makes it feel unsafe is that one, they move too fast, first and foremost, right? So even they're thinking and processing, even though as quick as it is, it is making decisions before fully thinking them through. It is speaking before fully processing what you're going to say. And, and, and it's doing things like that that actually create a space where now they're not safe because now they cannot, they don't feel they can share what they need to share because maybe, maybe they had a great idea, but the details weren't baked out, right? Or maybe the way that they were processing in their brain, because this is tricky for sevens, they were processing it in their brain, is not a way you can communicate it to other people because they will not get that until you connect it in a way that says, oh, okay, this is how people can receive what I'm thinking, right? Because the seven's brain is ping-ponging and connecting and synthesizing information in ways that most people's brains cannot um, connect, right? It, it doesn't follow. You know, it's like, okay, what are you, what are you saying? And so... This is one of the ways that sevens don't make it safe. Along with that, because it's, it's different levels of safety here, along with that, a way that sevens do, and they have to be very careful, is that sevens can be so silly, sevens can be so joking, so humorous, that they actually create an environment where they cannot show up fully because it's not safe for them to show up for who they really are because now they're the jokester. Now they're the person who 
who um, has the humor, or maybe they said a joke or a humor that actually really made the place unsafe, right? Because now it made some other people contentious, right? Or they feel a certain way. Or the people just think that the sevens are to entertain them and to be happy, right? This is just supposed to joke, supposed to do this. And so it doesn't really lend itself to a, to a seven being able to show up fully in a grounded way where they can not only share their amazing and wonderful and brilliant and bright ideas, but they can share their hearts, right? And they can share who they truly are. Because this is one of the things that is one of the biggest struggles for five, sixes, and sevens is that to be able to to be able to show up with your heart in spaces, not just your mind, not just your thoughts, not just the logical, reasonable, practical things that you've processed in your head, but can you show up in your body, physically be there, and also in your heart? This is one of the biggest struggles. And so for the practical tips for what sevens can do, uh, when it comes to making sure that they help co-create a safe space, is that share something at times that is not as everything is okay, not as bright, not as vibrant, not as great, not as laughing, not as humorous, right? Share something that's closer to your heart, that's a little bit more grounded, and share when you're not okay. Like, that's one thing, too. Sevens, you're like, how you doing? I'm okay. I'm good. I'm fine. I'm good. I'm doing well, you know? In actuality, you're not, right? And it takes seven sometimes uh, to notice in those moments, right? Because they're more than you would think. But for sevens, one practical thing is to really share how you actually feel, you know, so you can help co-create it. Because sometimes seven, you bring such an energy that is like has to be positive that it's not safe enough for anyone or you to show up in the real you. Like, because it's like, no, it has to be positive. Everything has to be happy. We're smiling. We're good. And it's hard to show up for who you truly are. And it's not always just sadness, right? It's just realness to a degree at times. It's, just show up for real, you know, of how you feel. Like, maybe you're just tired, right? We ain't got to laugh. We ain't got to joke. Let's chill. You know what I'm saying? I don't have, you know, so it's, it's, it's those things, right? Or maybe let's be serious. Maybe I just want to have a really serious conversation. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be healthy and fruitful. You know, so it's very important for sevens to be able to not always show up in jokey joke mode or happy, happy mode and overly positive mode, but to show up in balance. Right. Share a little bit more of what's going on that may not be on the happier frame of the emotional spectrum. OK. And for sevens to help be safe, slow down a little bit when you're sharing or maybe be a little bit more detailed when you process something. And so kind of a hack for head types is to, similar to pre-framing your emotions before you say them, right? Say, I'm frustrated, and you explain why you're frustrated. For head types, uh, a potential logical hack is to help people understand where you're coming from when you're sharing your logic, right? Because sometimes it was sparked from a certain place. And sometimes head types don't explain the spark of what got them to the place that they're at. So it's it's very important for head types to really explain uh, where their ideas maybe have an origin, right? Where, where it connects, what sparked them to get to the point where they are. So, you know, if they can... If you can help communicate where your logic is coming from, sometimes it helps when you're trying to explain it to people who are not in your head, okay? So that's very important to note. 
um, because sometimes people just, you know, you, you're already thinking in the processing, and so you forgot, right? And then sometimes, too, you have to be careful. Uh, head types, they give too much information, right, at the same time. So this is a, it's an interesting balance, right? Sometimes some things can be, sometimes you just need to give them the outcome or the conclusion, right? And not over, not give them so much information they get lost, because head types can do that. But then also, if you are explaining and expressing like a, a kind of a, a well thought out, something that you really would kind of thought out, you may want to give them parameters or a landing place for where these ideas came together. And it'll help to express them so that you can connect better with people. And that'll allow you to actually feel a little bit more safe to share your ideas and share yourself and share your heart when you're in spaces and places. So, for those who are not five, six, and sevens, who are not head types, something you can really do to help five, six, and sevens feel safer is to give them enough time and space to explain and to share what they're truly thinking, right? Give them autonomy to allow their thinking to be something that's honored, right? And so sometimes, depending on the workspace or the place or the person, you, you know, you may not always have like, quote unquote, the time, but come up with the creative way so those ideas can be expressed. So that may be through the form of writing, typing, uh, audio shares, um, different ways or having something really big that, you know, that you can write on that they can really kind of show you, pull it out of their heads and really show you what they're really thinking, Right. So this is going to be important if you want to help create a space that's safe where five, six, and sevens actually show up, right? And so respecting their logic and their ideas and giving them space, right, to actually think and process stuff, right? This actually helps them to feel safe about it. So asking them questions around their thinking and then giving them space to explain it and then taking time, <laughs> to actually ask healthy questions and to maybe work with them on the ideas, it rejuvenates five, six, and sevens for you to actually honor their thinking, right? So you may honor the framework or the organization that a five has come to about something or maybe a realization that they've come to, a pattern that fives may see. Because this is one thing to really honor if you are working with the five, honor the fact that they see patterns that people usually do not catch which is very important to understand. For the type six, honor their questions. Honor the questions that they actually do have around things. And sometimes those questions are not what they necessarily agree with, but they're the part of the six is wondering, did we address this? Did we think of this? Are we prepared for this, right? And then for the seven, honoring their big vision esque ideas that they have, right? Some of the big energy that they have, right? Honoring those things. If you can do that for five, six, and seven, if you can honor their headspace by providing space and autonomy for them to express that part of them, they're going to feel safe so they can show up more fully in their hearts and their bodies and their full thinking capacity and bring something amazing. It's going to be very helpful for the space, the relationship, or the place that you're in because when anyone and everyone shows up fully, something incredible truly starts to happen. All right. So 
that's all I have for this episode. Uh, thank you for rocking with me through this one. I'm hoping that all types can feel safe, seen, and heard. Oh, yeah, and for types five, six, and seven, when their head type feels safe, right, then they feel seen and then they feel heard. And so that's very important. It's just the, the cycle of if you've been listening to all the series. For head types, if you feel yourself in an environment where you don't feel that you are safe, like especially mentally safe, to be able to share and, and do what you truly need to do to share part of you, take a deep breath, breathe, take some practical steps, and make a wise choice for yourself, and do it for the gram, the Enneagram, of course, and I'll see you in the next episode. Also, before we go, 2023 IEA Enneagram Conference, the International Enneagram Association, uh, has a global conference this year, July 20th through the 23rd, 2023. I would love for you to be there. I would love for you to be there. Uh, it's going to be in San Francisco. It's going to be pretty big. You can register at International Enneagram Association.org, I believe. Uh, you can go there, register, and it's going to be hybrid. And I want you to be there. It's going to be incredible. I'm one of the people helping to plan it uh, out. And it's going to be phenomenal. So don't miss out because it's going to be an amazing place with amazing people who love and like the Enneagram, who are trying to grow deeper. Uh, and work on themselves. And it's just good energy when you get people who really are trying to work on themselves to be better people. So, yeah, that's what I have. All right, see you next episode. Bye-bye.